You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 11 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. What's up, man? All right. <laughs> this better work. We're laughing, but nobody knows why we're laughing. <laughs> this is like our fifth try. We have, been, we have been experiencing massive technical difficulties. Oh my god. Massive technical difficulties. It's like insanity. It's like it's like the first time we ever did this. I, seriously. But I don't know that people under, will get it, but we already recorded the entire episode. <laughs> oh, and it was good. This is, like, this is like the fourth or fifth time. It was a There's, good episode. No, it and it's like 12 hours. This is like our fifth try at this. Yeah. Well, in all fairness, most of them were aborted attempts, like within the first few minutes. But we recorded one entire episode from beginning to end, and the Lord said it was good. <laughs> and there was an issue. Look, I'm not going to complain about the platform that we're using because oh, it's fantastic. Platform. It's fantastic. I won't give them a shout out by name because they haven't agreed to become a paid sponsor yet. <laughs> so I don't want to give them free advertising. But at the same time, I'm not going to call them out for being crappy this week. Right, right. Um, but and I, I have been in touch with the support, and support was trying to help to a point, and then they were like, and then I gave just, up. Really? I'm just going to stop responding to your emails, <laughs> sir. God does it. God thinks it was good, but he doesn't want the rest of the world to hear it. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't that good. I thought we had some good moments. I, it was our last try was what like eight thirty, nine o'clock last night, and we got yeah. about eight minutes in. And then yeah. the whole thing crapped out. Yeah. Then I got a little message with the death, with the cross, calling <laughs> crossbones. And uh, it's like, you're dead now. No, but uh, again, to give our listeners a little bit more insight on how the process works, how the, how we make the magic or how the sausage is made, if you prefer. <laughs> we usually, yeah, we usually record these on Saturday afternoon uh, so that they're ready on Sunday morning. Um, but yesterday we tried again in late in the evening, as Stephen said. Well, we said we first we did it in the afternoon. Yeah, our usual. But right. then when we realized, you know, usually I get a message, an email saying your post production is complete, your your episode is ready, blah 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 blah. And I after we recorded, I left the apartment and I'm like, oh, I never got the email. So uh... I ran the post production again. And I'm like, oh, I'm still not getting the email. And I realized there was an issue because when I went to troubleshoot, there was something describing and, exactly what and, we and had. And before that, I was getting a lot of reverb yeah. on my end. It was just weird. So it was a weird thing. And, hopefully and then today, you text me. I'm yeah. in the middle. I'm like, I'm about oh, to at, down. I was at a latka party. I was about to down my like 20th latka. I was I saving like, you from a heart attack. My phone goes off. Dude. Something yeah. fucked up. We may have to do this again. So at any rate, we're back. We were off for Thanksgiving. So mm -hmm. I hope everybody out there had a good happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving and a happy, happy Hanukkah. Late, happy late Thanksgiving and a happy almost end of Hanukkah at this point. Tonight's the last night. Yeah. The Festival of Light ends we, tonight. We uh, we did, did a lot of good. Did you get any good gifts, Stephen? I, I got wonderful big, gifts this year, actually. You're a big, you're a big I got gift wonderful fan. gifts. I got a hat. 
I got a t-shirt and I got a puzzle to share with the girls. Dude, this sounds like when your parents give you like socks and a sweater. (laughs) No, like on one of our aborted, on one of our aborted episodes, we started discussing the $6 million man sweatsuit outfit that I once got. That yeah, was when amazing. You're a, when you're a kid, you get good Hanukkah gifts. And when you're an adult, a you should not expect. $6 million sweatsuit. $6 yeah. million man sweatsuit with the patch and stuff. Were you running around the neighborhood in slow motion pretending yes, that it was yeah. super fast? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I could see that happening. In it was awesome. Plainview, Long Island in the late, <laughs> in the right, late 70s. Loving it, baby. Back, back then, you didn't have to worry about somebody shooting you if you were running through the neighborhood now. It's probably Christ. a different story. Yeah, the the good old days when you could the good old days when, when you could live without threat. No, literally, shot. literally craziness. So they were saying after the shooting at Oxford High School, uh, yeah, that yeah. the students had said all their oh my shelter in place drills helped them, like they helped. Is them that survive. true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently, some something happened where a sheriff's deputy knocked on the door and said, "It's a sheriff's deputy," and they were like, "We don't believe you." Uh-huh. You know, show us some proof. And he's yeah. like, here's my badge, bro. And they're like, he said, bro, yeah. that's definitely not a sheriff's deputy. And like, they're like, we're not opening the door. And so they said that all of this drilling and the kids, my kids were talking about that as well. Like they know exactly what to do. That's, that's horrible. Horrible. But you know, you know what? Even though they knew what to do, you know who yeah. didn't know what to do? The school. The school had the kid in the, in the office, principal's office, in the, because they let him go back to class with a gun in his backpack. Now, obviously, so, you can't you can't search the kid's backpack without but probable cause. The parents cause. were there. weren't the parents and they, there? And, and the parents were there, and the parents didn't think it warranted taking him out of school. The kid was screaming out for help. Right. The teacher found on a desk, yeah. like I'm no, going I'm, to kill everyone. Basically, no, no. He wrote. Like a note my saying, life I, can't it. It I can't take it anymore. The voice yeah. is in my the head. Blood is everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. So, but didn't he deny, he denied having the gun. And the parents were like, yeah, not a big deal. And the school and the Even if he denied having the gun, the parents knew that they bought him a gun the week before. Uh, unbelievable. This what is, is wrong. The country, people have lost their minds. Lost their I mean, minds. This was his, about this. his early Christmas gift. It was a gun. We, We've talked about this for now. Next Hanukkah, I want a 12-gauge shotgun. I don't think I'm getting you that. (laughs) I'm not getting you that because I know what you could potentially do with it. So that's not happening. Hurt myself. It's the only possible thing I can do with it. Hurt myself. That thing would discharge into your face. And we can't have that. You know the story about me with a gun. I I handled an M16 once in the spring of 1995. At 29 Palms, California, the Marine Corps training base. Yes. He gave me a clip with 10, 10 bullets. And the little – and this was really, this is the mid-90s. They, I was on the firing range and these guys pop up. It's not like it's just a set. They pop up and they're just like Soviet soldiers. Hilarious. They hadn't changed it yet. And um, I missed all 10 times. Nice. And the, Marine, you, the Marine who was helping I want, me, I was like, you, oh, you're getting really close. You're getting really close. I, I want missed. you on that wall. I need you on that wall. I was like, here, you can have it back now. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but it's craziness. Nuts. It's nuts. And I mean, if if on the right, they don't want to talk about limiting people's access to guns. They want to talk about a mental health crisis. Okay. 
Well, then what are you going to do to fix the mental health crisis? Right, exactly. Because nobody is putting resources into that. Well, that's exa- it's the same thing with uh, with abortion, right? Yeah. Supreme Court is clearly going to overturn Roe v. Oh, Wade. my God. The arguments were this past no week. June, yeah. July, Roe v. Wade is gone. It's going to go gonna back end. to the yeah. states. There are going to be 25 at least states that are immediately going to outlaw abortion. Yeah, Poor women, women of color are going to suffer Terribly, all terribly women, crazy. all women, all women will, but in particular, women of color Ex- and except poor, for rich poor. women because they'll always right. have access to right. abortion. Rich women will always have access to reproductive uh, health care. Yeah, and poor and women of color will not. They will. And so here's the question I have to all these anti-choice activists: yes. Are you now in favor of expanding Medicaid? Are you now in favor of expanding all kinds of SNAP program? Are you now no. in favor of uh, no. like free kindergarten, you know, child they're not, care? Oh, they're look, not in favor of any of those no. things. Pro-life only means being it's, anti-abortion. It doesn't right. mean championing life once it is on this earth. It doesn't I mean helping see, people. Did you hear Amy, Co- Amy Barrett? Amy, Amy Comey Barrett. Comey yeah. Barrett's argument. Whatever. About what people should do yes, if they are pregnant, and right. just leave, the, have, give birth, and just give the baby over to for somebody else to take care Is of. Is it as if that's not emotionally devastating? I mean, forget it. It's it's so insane I, that that it, it doesn't even wor- It's not it, even worthy of us discussing how crazy it is. I want to see the Venn diagram of people who are call themselves pro life who are also Second Amendment radicals. Because I'm guessing there's be, a big overlap. I think it's one kids. circle. So so all of these people, it's a mental health issue, but when it comes down to legislation to expand mental health care. No, they're, they're not no. doing it. When it comes down to expanding Medicaid for poor women who are now going to no. be forced to carry children to no. term. No. When it comes to extending SNAP program, uh, you know, Head Start. Pre-K, all that stuff. No, 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 no. What what kind of country do they want this to become? Because we're on our way to a different kind of America well, where, if you think about it, un- un- unfettered access to guns, right. meaning you can walk around anywhere you want, armed to the teeth. And, you have that already in Texas, well, in Georgia. Yes. But this is where the, the whole country is, is headed. It's headed, right. There are going to be armed militias wandering around right. and taking the law into their to own their... hands, which we see happening already. Right. Right? Vigilantism. On I the don't border, care. vigilantism with regard it, to it reproductive is, rights in it, Texas. It is part and parcel of America's DNA. This is nothing new. We right. have always championed the right of white people to band together and take the law into their own hands. Although there is that very large uh, black militia. What's it called? I don't know, but I know. I, I've seen I, it. I know they went to one, Stone Mountain in yeah. 2020. Yeah, large that. numbers of people. Yeah, but that's not, I mean, that's sort of okay, what's know, our the, militia the outlier. What's our militia going to be called? We need a militia. We need know. a good one. I, I feel like Hebrew Hammer is already taken. I know. The Juhad. Juhad is good. Juhad. Juhad. I think we should register that. Is there yeah. like a national registry of militia, vigilante militias? I bet there's check, no Juhad yet. Check with the ADL. They've got the <laughs> national registry of militias. I will. I will. I got, I got some good contacts there, including an I'm in corner listener at the ADL. Nice. So I'm going to check with him. 
as if the jihad is being taken. So, so women's reproductive rights are being taken away. Taken away, right? The right was, to live is being taken, taken away, away because somebody can shoot you and claim that they feared self for defense their, for their own life and safety, and they were standing their ground. Right. It's astounding. I mean, so, what kind of country is this turning into? So we had that in the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. Yeah. He clearly, he people were running away. And from he him. From him. He, he created and then an he environment. Said, he created where, the environment where he killed people. He, people were running away from him. And then he said he was afraid that his gun was going to get taken away from him. Right. He so felt he unsafe. People. He, he felt, felt unsafe. unsafe. I, well, then what's the point of having the gun, dude? So we had oh. that at at least, at least the jury of eleven Georgia, people, one yeah. black person in Georgia found those three guys who uh, basically in the Ahmad Aubrey case. That yeah. was so obvious. I mean, so right. The, it, it, I was it, really afraid that those guys were going to walk, though. Yes, I mean, just think about the history. Walk. But the, the the fact is that we were ecstatic because the right thing happened. Like, think about that for a second. It was like, so oh, out of the ordinary. Hey, yeah, thank God they made the was, right decision. It was so out of the ordinary. It's unbelievable. All right, yeah. so we're going to have our voting rights, not ours, because we live in solidly live in blue states. Blue states, but, right. But in many states, voting rights are being curtailed. Yep. Uh, so people are being disenfranchised. You can carry a gun anywhere. That's you the next thing. You can carry a gun anywhere, but you can't. Have an abortion if the right. fetus is posing a and health threat to you, and people. This is what everybody signed up for when they voted for Trump. And and look, even remember, Maddie got a recruiting letter from Southern Methodist yes. University in Dallas. Yes, and, and so she, wrote a response she doesn't have a she doesn't. And we were getting a she was getting a lot of stuff from SMU, and she sent a letter to the president. She said the president of SMU. It's like I couldn't possibly consider going to SMU. So he replied. I haven't heard you speak out. I did an inter- I did a Google search. I, you haven't spoken out against SB8, the vigilante uh, anti-abortion law. And you haven't spoken out about uh, carry a gun anywhere. I don't feel safe. And you aren't a voice of uh, of reason. I, it, please did take me off your Never replied. It was oh, a, what a shock. It was a, it was a fantastic letter. It was a fantastic. Sh- and she wrote it in, totally on her own. Yeah, totally of her own volition, and she just torched that dude. And he never demanded. Oh, no. Of course not. He had no answer. No. What are you going to say? So, they but, don't really but, but here's want- the thing: when you have presidents and chancellors of universities in these places who should be speaking out about it, but they're you know they're part of this good old boy GOP network. Not to mention they're cowed by their big donors. Cowed by their big donors. Yeah. Forget it, dude. Forget the, it. I, I, again, we talk about this every week. But it's getting scarier, and scarier day. and scarier. I know. And there's and it feels like we're just like spitting into the wind. Because so you what, had a good, oh, you had a good a couple, idea. I have a couple good ideas. I mean, so, I'm interested in talking about the six million dollar man, but you yeah. actually have an excellent yeah. political idea here. Yeah, and this is Go. what we talked about, and this is what we talked about in the episode. You are, you may episode. be the six million dollar man for thinking of this idea. I, yeah, seriously. This, you know what? I came up with this like a week ago, 10 days ago. I thought about this. This is fantastic. All right, go. Okay. Here's what we can do. In states. This is fantastic. In states. I hope everybody's sitting down. Yeah, seriously. Everybody. Now you're overselling it. No, no, no. It's great. It's great. Are you kidding? Okay. In states 
where they are gerrymandering Democrats out of existence, where Republican, the Republican Party is going to maintain a stranglehold on state houses around the country. You know, we've been thinking about this a lot. What can we do about it? Because all people are doing is sitting around and saying, this is horrible. Right, on Facebook. And, and Congress is doing absolutely nothing. Twitter activism. Right. Twitter is going nuts. At least my Twitter is going nuts. Right. But, here's but, what but I that came doesn't up do with. anything. Here's what I came up with. People like us have to join the Republican Party. Yeah, baby. In states where there will be essentially one party rule, if you can't beat them, you got to join yeah. So we're going to take over. And subvert them from within, baby. From within. Exactly. So it will be like when the Tea Party took over the Republican Party. It, like, but you did say when we talked about this that it's not like it's not going to happen from one day to the next. This right. is going to take a long time. Well, because so people it, have to start running in primaries as Republicans, not as Democrats, but as right. Republicans in solidly Republican. So districts. here's the question I have, though, and so the the reason why two two points I made when we were talking about this one, yeah. the reason why the Tea Party was able to take over the Republican Party so quickly was because. Those tendencies and inclinations were already there, going back yeah, to the so, Nixon yeah, Southern strategy. No I mean, the, the Tea Party was was a racial, racially not even tinged. It was a racist response to Barack Obama's yeah, exactly. uh, election. I so those it was impulses, about economic anxiety. Nah, it really wasn't. Nah, <laughs> wait, what? Nah, nah, wait, nah. wait, is that not true? No, no, no. Wait, nah, economic nah, anxiety is really a cover for racism? No, I mean, I know, I know that's what the New York Times thinks it is, but it was really, <laughs> it was really about okay, the black dude becoming the president of the United States. Okay. And, so right, go on. so go those on. impulses were already there. It's going to yeah. be harder for Democrats. But the question, to move into the Republican Party, I mean, like, yeah. at this point, my mother feels like and she lives in a solidly blue state. But my, of course, yeah. you know, the most recent election on Long Island, a lot of Democrats lost. My mother thinks her finger will fall off if she votes for a Republican. So, so it's going to be a bit harder. Here's, but, although uh, in Ohio, if you're an Ohio Democrat, yeah, you're, it may you're not more be as hard. centrist. And you right. know what? I was thinking about this too. There's another very solid block of voters that could be convinced to switch. Who's that? African-Americans. Right. That's true. Okay, because right they tend now, to be more moderate voters than well. In addition to being more moderate, some liberal some, some are more moderate, but in addition, there is a growing uh, chorus among African Americans who are saying the Democratic Party takes us for granted. Right. Well, that's because they assume that we're going to vote for them, and they don't give a shit about right. us until election time. Well, that's why Trump actually moved the needle exactly. on African American and Latin American so, Latin, Latino voters. So you can attract that block. Also, let's not forget if we want to go back in history, and clearly uh, we know a little bit of history. We also know that this is, you know, it, it's kind of stretching belief for some people. The Republican Party is the party, party of, of Lincoln, Lincoln, yeah, and is the party of, of anti-slavery. Yes. So. Let's let's retake the Republican Party uh, and rebrand it as the Party of Lincoln for real, not right. you know the the Republicans today who claim the mantle of Lincoln, but who have no intention of living up to any of the promises uh, of equality in this country. Not that Lincoln was an angel, by the way, right, uh, or a saint, but I think that this is doable. I, well, so here's my last question. I think it's yeah. doable too. 
So those Democrats who yeah. are going to run in yeah. primaries, are they going to run as, as Republicans. moderate? I mean, they're going to run as Republicans. They're going to run as moderate Republicans to pull the party to the left? Or are they going to run to the right <laughs> of people like Mitch McConnell? They're going to like out crazy the crazies, then take it all over and then be like, surprise! Oh, you mean like Kristen Cinema? So right. it's like exactly. the opposite of Kristen Cinema. Yeah. Do the do the right, do the reverse cinema. Yeah, yeah. We'll call it the cinema. <laughs> the reverse cinema. Yeah. But uh, it's the same it's the same, it's the same idea. thing, but it's yeah. the other party. So, so once they're in, you right. can't do anything about them until the next election. Right, exactly. Yeah. I yeah. think that there's something to Or you it. can do both. What do you mean? You know, you can run as a moderate Republican. So some people will run as right. moderates, and then it's, others will run right. as like, and hey, I'm out, taking up the mask. Right. And you just outflank everybody in the, in the process. So this, one of the benefits of this strategy is it would, would cause the radicals, and they're not conservatives. These people are no, radicals. There, there's there's the nothing radical about extremists the people on, who call the them right. conservatives. Yeah. There's nothing conservative. If you think about what conservative principles are, conservative thought. No, they're This radicals. is what George Will has been railing about for years now. So, so it, w- it would cause the radical right-wing nationalists, fundamentalists, nationalists, right. white supremacists to leave the Republican Party. Right. So then at the very least, we would have two parties that are both committed once again to a demo- shared democratic future. Right. That's what we need. We need to push the extremists out it's, of the party. And so you have to push out what's the Venn diagram between Tea Party and evangelicals? Is it a, is there a, I don't know. I'm not sure. But those two elements of the Republican Party are anti democratic, yes, nationalist, racist, supremacist. I mean the 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 white evangelicals have no commitment to democracy. They want God's law. Exactly. They They're are getting not it. committed. They, they're, right. Exactly. That is their agenda. Their agenda yeah. is God's law and land, like no different from Islamists. Um, right. So the American Taliban. Those are the two. And I'm not kidding about that. I mean, if you read, if you read about what American evangelicals want and then you and at a level of abstraction, what they want is a society in which their interpretation, their theology informs the law and all of our values. That is not that different from the Muslim Brotherhood. It's no. not different actually at all. It's And they actually now have, it's interesting that their politics dovetail quite nicely with the politics of the three new newest uh, Supreme Court justices. Right. But, but a lot of those justices who are uber conservative, they're Catholic. They're yeah. not evangelicals. They're, They're not evangelicals. In fact, yeah, and there's a there's a law professor at Harvard. He blocked me on Twitter. Huh. Um, what's the last, the last name? Is like Vermoylen or something like that. Yeah, he's a he's a Catholic conservative who has written extensively. And if you look at his writings, this is someone again who is not committed to the idea of liberal democracy. In yeah. small L, small D liberal democracy, he is interested in a kind of theological political system based on Catholic teachings, so, so while, which is no commitment to democracy. So while Fox News screams about Sharia law, creeping Sharia law, we actually ha- are becoming a theocracy ourselves. But this is exactly what they want. 
this is exactly what they want. I mean, I don't know whether, you know, I think Fox News, to my mind, is just kind of this political nihilism. Whatever it is to own the libtards and so on and so forth, come what may, who gives a shit, fuck that, you know, whatever. I don't think that there's a real guiding ideology other than outrage and and power. But it dovetails with these people who do have a very specific agenda. And that's very, it's powerful politically. Very, very powerful. Who's more dangerous, Rupert Murdoch or uh, Mark Zuckerberg? Oh, I think they're two sides of the same coin. But which one of them is more dangerous right now? Tough if call. You had to, if you had to, if somebody on the street who was walking around with a gun, well, put it up to your head, okay, because everybody's walking around. Think about with it that. this way: let's let's do a thought experiment. Yeah, if there was Fox News but no Facebook, yeah, it would still be bad. It'd still be bad, but would it be as dangerous? Well, here's there, that's and a, if there's Facebook great, but no Fox News, that's a great thought experiment. I have to say, Zuckerberg is more Zucker. His reach I agree is broader. With you. I'll agree with you, and I'll, and I'll tell you why, because. There was a Fox News before there was a right, Facebook. Right. And it was dangerous, but it wasn't amplified like it right, is now. Exactly. I, I told you when I was in Chicago in late August, yeah. I sat down on the plane on the way home, and the guy next to me sat down. I'm like, you know, reading the paper or whatever. And he sits down, and the first thing he opens on his phone is Facebook. And I'm like, being nosy. Uh-huh. And I, yeah. I look over and see, and he's reading all this crazy shit. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> I live in a bubble. I don't know anybody who reads crazy shit on Facebook, right? This except guy for, was reading, my mother. this guy was reading crazy shit on All right, on let Facebook. me ask you a question. And okay. I don't want to uh, stereotype based on appearances. The guy next to you on the plane reading the crazy shit. Can you describe him? Asian. Really? Yep. I knew you were going to ask me that. How old? Mm, like our age. Really? Yep. I'm fascinated by this. <laughs> right? Was Not he... a white dude. Okay, so he wasn't white. Physically speaking, would you say he's your size or bigger? No, like me. Interesting. Stocky. Wait, here's the other. But here's the here's the thing that's not going to surprise you. Yeah. His backpack. Uh huh. He clearly was a veteran. Oh, interesting. He was carrying a backpack that he clearly carried in the military. Wow. So Fox News is playing on every military base, U.S. military base around the world. Every place. I, let me, and I'm sure of it. I haven't been on, I haven't been on a base in a while. Yeah. Um, But uh, I do know that any time that I've been in the southern tier of the United States to give a talk or whatever, and I like I'm in a hotel and they're like, oh, you're on the executive yeah. floor and you can have breakfast in the separate room. Yeah. Tune to Fox News. Let me ask you a question. I don't know if you can answer this. What is longtime listener and U.S. military veteran Bruce think about all this? No, Bruce is Bruce is very moderate. Now, Bruce, I know. I'm asking very, what he thinks about this. Uh, he's I. Bruce is describes himself as I think. He's a he's a Democrat, and I'm speaking for him right now. He's also I know, and this isn't fair. as a responsible gun owner. I, look, um, I, I feel who like has he is he encouraged is a, me to come and learn how to handle a weapon, which I will he's not. A moderate. Do. He, he's moderate. He's moderate. He's got nuance to his viewpoints. Yeah, I mean, he's 
I mean, look, Bruce is crazy, but we love him. Um, I think that's a separate that issue. <laughs> it's a totally separate <laughs> issue. But uh, I think. Uh, well, what I, what would I actually like haven't, him I actually say about haven't this. talked to him about the kind of radical elements. We should have military. him. We should have. You know what? We should have him come on the show. We should have him come on. But this is a new this phenomenon about the radical fringes in the military. I'm not sure it's new, but it's gotten new attention. And I'll tell yeah. you. When I wrote about it uh-huh. in last winter it, and compared it and talked about the defense of the regime, um, the mil- some of the military fellows at CFR got mad at me. Really? Yeah. Why? I think that they, I think their view was that this was an issue that was, uh, that I was blaming the military. And that's not what I was saying. I no. think that they were responding. And we had we had long conversations about it. What I said was, I'm not blaming the military. What I'm saying is, is that these groups are targeting, yeah, targeting the, military, the military. And there needs to be better safeguards within the military to prevent the radicalization of the uh, of troops and to screen those who yeah. have radical views from coming I mean, in. I mean, that's what they do in that. the part of the world that I look at. I mean, that, and that was the point of the piece. Yeah, but they're say, not doing that. No, why, no, no, no. why did that Harvard law professor block you on Twitter? I'll tell you why I bring up George Will. George Will had this column about him. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, my God, this is insane. And then I yeah. went and looked up this guy. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, my God, this is insane. Yeah. So then I was tweeting the George Will column. Uh-huh. And the guy saw it. He blocked me. So then for like a month, I set it up on my on my tweet deck to yeah. tweet. You can do you can schedule tweets. Yeah. So I quote tweeted the George Will column and I said, what's his name? Block me. So I vowed to retweet this column by George Will criticizing him like every day or something nice. like that. So the guy completely blocked me. It was hilarious. Um, one other thing we need to discuss. Please. Sylvester Stallone. Ooh. Yes. What? This, this, is one of, this is one of the better. You won the Cold War. This is one of the benefits of us having to re-record this, and I saw something late last night. This is so bad. That Sylvester Stallone is apparently an adherent of QAnon. Oh, my God. Yes. It's so terrible. But it's not surprising in the least. It's not surprising in the least, okay? But it's still. Yes, it's quite disappointing. He went from winning the Cold War. I must break you. Go for it. Single-handedly. He's single-handedly winning the Cold War. Yes, he beat, rooting for Rocky in beat the Soviet Ivan, Union. He beat Ivan Drago, and it's, Drago was impossible to defeat. You could not beat Ivan Drago. He was no. engineered, engineered to win. He killed Apollo Creed in the ring. He killed him. It's and, unbelievable. And Rocky won. Rocky, and Rocky won the Cold War. And Rocky won the Cold War, and now, now he's cute. Thirty-five years later, Rocky. Is a QAnon follower. Well, think about, you know, think about all these Republicans who were, you know, were won the Cold War, supporters of Ronald Reagan, and now they're QAnon yeah. followers. How about, how about Dana Rohrabacher, who was a speechwriter yeah. for Ronald Reagan, who the allegations were that he was on the, on the Moscow payroll. He was a congressman, Republican congressman from California. They used to go outside his, his office and say, hey, hey. Oh, ho, ho, did Putin send you his rubles today or something like that? It was some pr- funny thing. I, I don't remember what it is. Sylvester Stallone true. wore a Q hat. Here's, here's and the thing. And said, I'm going yeah. into the storm. 
Here's anytime I go on Twitter yeah. and I see that a retired athlete white right. or an older actor white yeah. is trending. Yeah. I I immediately <laughs> shudder because I know that it's going to be, I'm going to find out something about somebody who I rooted for or whose films I liked or whose music I listened to. Yeah. And it turns out that they're insane. Like Eric Clapton. So right. Eric Clapton trends on Twitter. I'm like, shit, I can never listen to Eric Clapton again. It's like, then you see, oh, Sylvester Stallone trending. I'm like, this can't end well. This isn't going to end well. Something is going to go wrong, and now I'm not going to be able to enjoy Rocky movies anymore. But my real question is, can I still watch Creed? I, I don't know. It's like, like the art, hate the artist? I don't know. It's hard to separate Sylvester Stallone, Stallone from, from his art. Yeah, It is. It's almost impossible. I mean, can it's you not... watch Judge Dredd? <laughs> I don't think I would want to anyway, but... He it's made not some like, bad movies. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. But he made, but but he developed these iconic characters. I know. Also. So he had this like like it was almost like a bipolar thing, where he would he created Rambo, he created Rocky, but then he was in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot You <laughs> with Estelle Getty. <laughs> I forgot about that, dude. Rambo. Holy crap. I mean, crap. think about it. Rambo is an American hero, but you're, like you said, it should not surprise anyone that no. somebody who was popular in the in the Reagan 80s as being a cold warrior Dude. or being somebody who was fighting in Vietnam, in that they morph into it, fucking crazy people as they get older. In Rambo 3, he fucked up the Soviets in Afghanistan, man. It wasn't, it wasn't the Mujahideen. It was, it was Rambo. Rambo. Well, now Rambo likes Q. It wasn't Charlie Wilson who helped arm the right. Mujahideen. It's freaking Sly Stallone. Yeah. That was another great movie, though. Charlie Wilson's <laughs> War. Yeah, it was a good movie. With Tom Hanks. You know the um, the Israeli dude in that movie? Yeah. I met him. The real hype guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that Mr. Shmuel? It's not Mr. <laughs> Shmuel. It could be, but it's not. I like I like hanging out with that guy. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I think we're I think we're coming to the end, and so far we have no technical issues. Yeah, no, no. I'm praying to the podcast gods that we're able to execute the uh, post production on this. I hope and so. Man. Hopefully, we'll get this to our audience a little late, but it'll get there. Um, again, no more Facebook page. So check us out. Uh, check we'll, this out. We'll, we'll tweet Before about we get it. out of here. Yeah, what do you got? Oh, God. Yeah. The $6 million man. Isn't that great? That's awesome. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. It's the six million. I just jumped. Nice. From and one room to another. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Hanukkah's long Hanukkah's Hanukkah. Hanukkah's Hanukkah. Hanukkah. And happy. Everybody have a great week. All right. Later. Bye.